0: We go live now to the San Jose Mine in Chile, where the mission to recover the trapped miners is reaching a critical point. On location for Gareth Jones on speed, Violet Berlin.
1: Yes, that's right, Gareth. The Phoenix capsule has made the long, slow journey from 700 metres underground and is nearing the surface, as I speak, where the first of the miners, Juan José Cordoba Sanchez Jesús Hernández, will see daylight for the first time since August. It's here. The door of the Phoenix capsule is open. And he's stepping out. Well, Gareth, this is just incredible and difficult to understand. The first person to emerge from the capsule looks like... It is! Fernando Alonso! Fernando, I don't understand. How? How? Why?
0: Well, it was clear to the team that I was very much faster than the guy in front, so they let me go first. welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. I'm Gareth, he's Zog. Hello. No Richard, he's off gallivanting in the Americas, the North Americas. Yeah, he's in the California style at the moment, driving a really big, heavy thing. That won't fit in the car park. So you not know, the car park space, a parking lot space. It's that big. Have you seen what he's driving? I haven't, but I can't wait to hear about the trip when he's back. So. It's a ridiculous big truck, and we will hear about it later. What other quality podcast do you know starts the show by spending anything up to two minutes talking about the member of the team who's not there today? I think there are very few, but um, <laughs> this, is, this is
2: definitely your number
0: one podcast for
2: uh, <laughs> frittering away time at the start.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's Let's it. It's been a pleasure talking to you, again He was on. I was going to see you next week. Okay. That's a whole show we wasted there. It was easy. F1, Suzuka. Oh, yeah. What a great race. I got up a very bleary-eyed in a hotel in Sheffield at 6 o'clock in the morning to watch it with my eldest son. Uh, and, and I was sharing the hotel room with Violet and our other son. And so we had to kind of watch it quite quietly on a really bad 4 by 3 shaped television, not my usual, you know, 20 billion by 15 plasma. So my memory of it is a little shaded remind me. Won by a German lad.
2: Uh, Won by a German fella. That nice Vettel chap from Red Bull. Weber came in second. Then we had Alonso Button... Hamilton,
0: fourth. yeah, Hamilton um,
2: was Schumi sixth. Schumi was six I actually can't remember quite how he got past Rosberg in the end. Whether Rosberg was ahead of him when Rosberg's wheel came off, the, the, or whether Schumacher had managed to get get back past him, because for most of the race, you know, Rosberg was ahead of Schumi. Um, What's
0: going on with Mercedes? They've always had wheels and tires coming off this season. Have you noticed? A a didn't it? it? Well, maybe mm. this is a Suzuka thing because you know we had Kubica mm. losing a wheel as well. Top race. Shame that the McLarens weren't able to match the pace exactly as everyone predicted of the Red Bulls and even Alonso's Ferrari, you know. Hamilton drove well in qualifying, the delayed qualifying, got started with a grid penalty of five places, so he started from eighth, and that's what hampered him.
2: And he had some very quick spells. I mean, he set the fastest lap a couple of times, I'm not sure whether he ended up with the fastest lap or whether whether Vettel had the fastest lap in the end, I, th- I, th- I think Vettel had the fastest lap in the end, but... I think but, you're right, I a, it
0: was one of the Red Bulls. A couple
2: yeah. of times during the race Hamilton was up there with the you know, fastest lap so far, so I think it's a shame he didn't have a better run up to the race and he couldn't have started from a better spot because maybe there would have been a closer gap between Hamilton and the top of the Drivers' Championship because, mm-hmm. the, because the way it's all panned out Webber has slightly extended his lead, uh, actually let's just get the, uh, yeah, well, get, the the numbers, get the numbers, I'm not allowed to describe the device we're looking at this on because it might Gareth f- foam at the mouth and fall over backwards. It's in my phone. <laughs> there we go. Um, <clears throat> Mark Webber on 220. Uh, Alonso, 206, now tied with Vettel for second place. I guess, technically, Alonso is ahead because he's won more races. I wonder. It yeah, what, must, must be. On? I don't know what the rule is there. Lewis, fourth. Jensen, fifth on 192 and 189. I mean, basically, Mark Webber is 14 points ahead of Alonso and Vettel, who are tied for second, and then Hamilton and Button are, you know, another 10 or 15 points behind Alonso and Vettel, Mm. so it's a pretty tall order now for McLaren, I think
0: Okay, given that it is a tall order for McLaren I know you like Mark Webber I do, yeah, yeah, I'd be... More um, than you like Vettel I know that you would prefer if Weber won to Vettel. I would. And you probably don't want Alonso to win because Richard would stab us both if that <laughs> yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah
2: it would be too much trouble.
0: Too. So, given that, you know, try and put your predilections to one side. I know you yeah. like Weber. Is he going to do it or is it going to be Vettel or will that Spaniard get in there? What do you reckon?
2: Well, it's tricky. You know? It's so hard to disentangle your heart from
0: your head in, in, in something things, we love know? so yeah. deeply.
2: I really think Weber is going to do it. I think, why is he not going to do it? He's got the lead, he's got the car that is most likely to be quickest or, if not quickest, bang up there with whoever else happens to be quickest that weekend for the remaining races. He's not showing any signs of mental vulnerability or of losing it on track. He's driving beautifully. I don't think Vettel can outrace him in the remaining races. What I mean is that Vettel's a fantastic driver, but his strengths lie rather more in... Qualifying and in dominating a race when he's at the, the front, at the front yeah, yeah. rather than yeah. in you know having a tough battle through the yeah. field. Webber is a tougher driver. Yeah, I think he's, uh, he's got know, very he, wide he's better in the wheel. Then. Wheel. He does have. He's, his elbows a bit too wide. He's a bit too much of a hooligan sometimes. He's the, ge- absolutely, he's, he's no, the Jason
0: know. Plato <laughs> of uh, <laughs> right. of F1, and therefore going to win it like Plato well, then, did, okay. perhaps. But
2: well, well, there you go. You go. <laughs> but also, you know, I don't think at this point Vettel and Webber are going to screw. Each other seasons up by mm-hmm. by having that kind of a you know Internal a battle scene. Yeah. you know that, that, that is going to see them both taken off yeah. you know in one of the last races of the season. I think they are a bit too smart, and I think they'll have a, too much instruction from the team. They'll have a, too many oh. words from above saying you know whatever you do just.
0: Don't take each other out in oh, this last how race. How I wish you hadn't said that. you planted a, you know, an oh, image in my I, mind yeah, now, yeah. which I hadn't counted on. But now that you've said that, it could be the it's, Murray thing where, you know, you've you created well, a reality where that is possible, and therefore the universe will now follow that possible future. Is that yeah, how it works? Yeah, in the multiverse? Well, it'd work different ways in different multiverses, won't it? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, There's a a big question for somebody to answer. Um, (laughs) As big a question as will Webber do it? Yeah, I think he probably will. Well, there you
2: go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Webber, you know, he's got the speed at the moment, he's got the attitude, he's got the car. I don't think anyone's going to come along and spoil that for him yet. If Ferrari really have their act together... Yeah, sure, Alonso could take it from him. If McLaren really had that act together, Hamilton could have him, sure, but, but I don't think it's going to happen.
0: My real enjoyment in Formula One, I think, is watching your guy, the one you love most, perform better than anyone else, to have those moments of brilliance. Now, to be fair, uh, although Hamilton and Button have been astonishingly solid in a number of occasions, there, there have also been some cataclysmic moments for both of them across the season.
2: Oh, and, and on which note, i just just say, I wasn't at Suzuka, but in the previous race... I thought, what a star. Heike and Oh, I yeah, loved, yeah. I mean, Pit uh, Lane. Pit Lane, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that he was just calm, gets out of the car gets a fire for somebody and takes care of it right then and there I just I thought that was great that's yeah I'm hiring him yeah. when I've got my race team Hecky you're in mate
0: I'll re- no re- remember that so <laughs> when when Lotus failed to do a deal with Proton over the, the rights and have to race as one Malaysia and therefore Hecky's out of his contract we'll have him in the on-speed we'll, team absolutely, absolutely we will yeah and we'll sing his anthem for him but <laughs> you're right he was a star of that previous yeah. race but, but um, exactly. we watch Formula 1 to watch our heroes perform well and that's where the most entertainment comes from but because it seems extremely unlikely that Lewis and Button are going to finish this championship on the top step as it were part of that entertainment has gone away for me so I'm looking for entertainment from the other aspects of it and at the moment it's Kamui Kobayashi who is just going for it isn't he great he's a driver I think, you know who from the moment he
2: came into the sport last year excited a lot of people with his speed and his, his attitude and his overtaking you know yeah. he had a go and he made a lot of those moves stick so yeah we love him yeah, we love
0: great him. I mean he's all over the place and you know well, a hunter you was,
2: know. I mean, you know, disappointing that he hadn't qualified better for this race obviously his yeah. own race but he made up for it towards the end didn't he with those yeah. uh, serious at the hairpin usually at the hairpin yeah they
0: should uh, rename that corner Kamui Kobayashi corner now because <laughs> (laughs) He's made it, is it? I think he has, yeah. Once in a generation, a hero comes from the east. I can do this! I am a hero! I will not let you. You must beat me. From the people who brought you Pokemonaco, a new chapter in Japan's great legends. I can't do this! I am not a hero! A young challenger guided I am Master. I will give you the opportunity to beat some Kamui. But Peter Sauber-san, how will I do this? By taking risks, Kamui. Some which will not pay off. Kamui Kobayashi is the Suzuka Kid. Warning, may also contain scenes of failed overtaking maneuvers and crashing. Lots of crashing with petrol. No, again. If you've listened to this podcast for a couple of years, you'll Probably know that every mm, when is it July Zog goes to a concourse d'élégance. Did I say that French enough and accurate enough? Uh,
2: it's close enough for rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, for rock
0: and roll. Uh, which is called the, the Salon privé. It's Salon privé or something similar. Which from, is at uh, the Hurlingham Club in Fulham. Is that right, Putney? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Putney. Yeah, yeah. which is an area you live know very well.
2: Yeah, apparently my, my around there. So I've known that part of town for years and grew up around there. The, the Salon Privé is uh, it's, it's, it's just a very swanky, very posh car show, if you like. It's in these lovely grounds of a clubhouse near the river. And when you go along, you find these lovely lawns and a lovely house with the most impossibly fabulous collection of cars. I mean, I, I think the first year I went, they had the three Alfa Romeo Bat cars, oh, if you remember. Yes. Yeah, amongst other fantastic oh. stuff. You know, <laughs> you know, I've seen you know, Lawrence of Arabia's motorcycle was there one oh. year, which was a fascinating historical item. Anyway, it's a fantastic car show.
0: You've created the odd bit of video which we've shown. You look back through the OnSpeed archive. We've done a couple of Salon Yeah, I went. shot some
2: video last yeah. year, which is on there, which is which is well worth checking out, mm. uh, I would say. And uh, I did shoot some video this year, which I don't think I've put online yet. I might. I might see if I can actually do a little edited okay. version after this We'd because like one of the most fascinating cars there this year was. How can I describe it? It's a mid-engined three-seater car with a central driving position. Is this ringing any bells with you? Is well,
0: it's either the work of Gordon Murray or it's the yeah. work of Gordon Murray, or it could be.
2: An old Alfa Romeo that you've never heard of before, that has an engine in the back, at a central driving position, two passenger seats behind it, and you see it, and you think, what, what, what is it? And it's beautifully restored, and the crazy German guy that owns it is trying to get it into reverse and explaining why he can't, as you just as you're hanging around. And from
0: 1960, something. No,
2: no, it? no this
0: no. is this is like a 1930s. Wow, so some time ahead of McLaren or Murray's idea. Yeah, yeah, Murray's no, yeah, well idea. ahead of, uh, well sake. ahead of so it's Traditionally, it's a place for uh, petrol cars, really. It's a petrol head paradise, but you spotted an interesting is, electric but, thing. But, didn't well, you? this
2: is the thing, yeah. Actually, as I was leaving the show, a thing caught my eye that I just had to go over and have a look at. It looked like a rather funky Fiat 500. Went over and the, had a look. The
0: new Fiat 500? The I new think? 500
2: yeah. as opposed to the old 500, yes. And it turned out to be a little thing called the Atomic 500, which is an electric car based on the new 500 and it looks fantastic and it's a great little super nippy really quick little car as electric cars can be if they've got enough juice because Electric motors are very efficient, and it looks like just a, a fantastic little urban runaround. It's not a huge production run. This is a niche, specialist little car manufacturer. Which is
0: why they were there, probably.
2: Well, they were there to market the thing, basically, and a pretty good starting point is a lot of rich people in West London who oh, are the kind oh, yeah. of people who are going to care about the congestion charge and are more likely to be able to afford a fairly expensive electric car. I talked to Jerome, Jerome Gallix, who was formerly with the design department of Peugeot, I believe, and this is what he had to say.
3: The idea was to provide something exceptional to drive in the city, just to have fun and to fit with the people are expecting now, so practicity, compactness and pride of ownership. So all those small things that is for me the future of the European car industry. Everybody's mind is going to split into two sides, you know. On one side there is a commodity and uh, we will consume commodity cars and they will come from the place that will be produced at the cheapest price for the, the most content, like China or Vietnam, I don't know where. And the other side is just the people who like to have something just exceptional, technical and inspired by today's life and not inspired by competition or things like that because uh, it's no more in our lives. I think that competition was driven up to now by going faster and faster and uh, we have, I think, reached the the limits of what can be done on the pit lane because when it's calculated by computer, you know, what's the physical limit of it and we are so close to this limit that people spend thousands and thousands of hours of work just to have a 0.0001 0. 0.0001 second better than the other and to bring some spectacle you just bring weird things like uh, uh, filling your tank or things like this which is not competition and the other side, the safety and competition because we wanted the competition to, to, to be safe, made the car look just like the other and they produced standards of conception and in the end it's no more challenging I think so the other challenges are somewhere else. If you just think about why did we do competition in the beginning? Because it was not easy to drive fast. It was not easy to do it in a long time. Now, what's difficult to do? It's not to drive fast. What's difficult to do? It's to own a car. To drive a car in a city without making problems to others. Producing gas, noise. And the new competition for me is this one. And we have to propose something to people to make this competition. The, The 500 atomic we did had to challenge with the weight, because the problem of an electric car is the weight. The batteries are very heavy, and we had to get rid of the maximum of weight we could. That's the reason why we developed a specific design made of body panels, made in carbon fiber in order to save weight. And in the end, the overall weight is 1420 kilos, which is not so much for a car which is carrying 500 kilos of batteries. And what we did was challenged by efficiency every time. We redesigned the whole thing just to bring more efficiency where it was possible to do it. And where it was not, we just did carry over the original part. Yeah, the car is entering in production. We are uh, delivering the first car at the end of November. It's the car you have in front of you. I'm driving the last prototype every day to be sure that it's a good car. And uh, we are here because we want to develop a network all around Europe and uh, of uh, distributors. Uh, we have one in Paris, we are about to contract one in Monte Carlo and another in Switzerland, and London is missing, and I think the potential of London is just huge, because eco-friendly car here has a big potential. So the base car is uh, 100,000 euros, and we will produce just 50 of them, because we couldn't produce more, because the technical elements we use cannot be produced more than this. And I think it's good like this, because we build that car just like a manufacturer build a a beautiful watch, mechanical watch, you know. It's taking a long time to adjust things, to develop things, and we couldn't do more than this. I think it's better for us to make a jewel made out of the best technology available on the market. I'll clearly say with that car that I am proud to belong to the car history. I don't want to make a break and make something like an electrical tool. It's a car. I want people to be proud of this car. And I think we are trying to open a new era of cars. And we belong to a story that began 100 years before. And we are just the son of them. So I don't want to turn my back to this history. I think it's a richness to have this history. That's the reason why I want this to be uh, very attractive, very sexy. And we have... Made a car very attractive because I want people to be proud to own a car. It's a car. It's just a new generation car. That's the only thing.
0: Very interesting what Jérôme Galex, you say? Galex. Galex. Think he may be Belgian, we think? Uh, possibly. Interesting what he said, though. It's a new challenge not to go quick, but to create something that's non-intrusive. It's a very good point. Yeah, I think they've started from a good point. If that's their mission statement, then the... Fiat 500 is a car which people feel affectionate about. And so if you're going to create something that's unobtrusive, it has to be unobtrusive at every level. Unthreatening, eco-friendly, do you know what I mean? It's it's a smart point. Yeah, and there's a very interesting thing
2: here in that, I think it's true to say, that something like this, a car that's based on the Fiat 500 and actually looks a bit sleeker than the 500 because of the slightly different bodywork, it looks like a cooler 500, That's going to appeal to people like you and me. Now, there's a huge contrast with something like the Mm G-Wiz, which is a horrible-looking shopping trolley of an electric car that is quite popular in London, mostly because of the congestion charge. You don't have to pay the congestion charge if you've got something like the G-Wiz, i.e. an electric vehicle. The G-Wiz is very cheap, very small, so if you're looking for something to fill that role, it
0: does a But Don't confuse it it with being a proper car, because it's legally a quadricycle, isn't it? It's actually a Yeah, yeah, And it does therefore not have to meet the crash protection regulations that a proper car does, which the... Atomic with a K. Atomic with right? a
2: K, yep, uh, 500 does. does have to. Yeah. yeah, talking about the appeal of these things, the emotional appeal, the design, the look, how much that grabs you. On, well, I don't know whether we've talked about this on the show or not, but we've certainly talked between ourselves and with Richard about the fact that the gee is so horrible. It's just terrible. How can it survive? And the thing is, we kind of came to the conclusion that, well, it's it's appealing to different people. You know, mm-hmm. Not everybody is a car geek, Mm-hmm. like us and, you know, fortunately Shame, there's really. a great variety of people mm-hmm. in the world. And that, you know, it's and Not everybody likes the things that, that we like or reacts to the same kind of styling cues and the same style that we're going to like. And so maybe this is appealing to different people and it has to be different to appeal to a different bunch of people. And this was rather confirmed by an interview that I read a couple of weeks ago. I think it was in the Independent. Briefly, it was a comparative review of the new electric smart compared to the G-Wiz, yeah. uh, which they, they basically give in the car to a gee whiz owner to compare and the thing is in what the owner was saying about the G-Wiz. it was very clear that the relationship she had with it and the reason she loved it which and she did love it, it's completely different to the reasons why you or I might be mm-hmm. getting into something. She admitted that her children hated it. They would hide when she was driving them around in it mm-hmm. uh, because they were embarrassed to be seen in it. Right. So they, they have they, our, they, have they have values. Our, they have our, 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 our values. They yeah. hated it. They were embarrassed to be seen in it. She loved it. She regarded it as a cute member of the family mm-hmm. and the things that a lot of people might criticise as being Significant drawbacks, things that they couldn't live with, charging overnight, and the fact that you had to sort of do a little bit of planning to deal with where you're going to be able to charge up to get back she didn't regard these things as problems. They were just mm-hmm. part of the character of the vehicle. We're and we've all done that. I mean, you know, we've, we know, we've all had old cars it, exactly where... Exactly what okay, I was about you know, to actually, say, you know, yeah. No, you can start it. It's just that you have to hit that bit of the engine yeah, first yeah. with a hammer yeah. and you've got to sort of give it
0: about oh, sort of half an inch of gas and then it'll start. It'll always start as long as you leave it 45 minutes to cool down before you try driving it away when you've stopped it. That that, that we built. hour. <laughs> yeah, it is my lunch Which I
2: borrowed for a week and that's ringing
0: a bell. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't so maybe these people are so different. different to us, you know, yeah. they, they, they they just express their values in a slightly different way. These are the people I would imagine that when you and I see, let's say, Gordon Murray's uh, what's it called 25 T25? Uh, yeah, yeah, say we see the first one of those that makes production, if and when it does, and I sincerely hope it does, we'd say, Oh, look, that car's great, it's got revolutionary. Production technique which reduces its carbon footprint at every single level and the way that it's got that central driving position and it's a characteristic it's a, it's a genius bit of Zen design. And these are the people who would look at that exact same car as you and me and say, Oh, it's got a smiley face. <laughs> there you go. Different values and you're acting different things. It's great, I think, with the
2: Atomic Five Hundred that somebody is making a, such a cool little urban runaround. And this is not a car that's gonna change the world because it's a limited run thing. Who knows where they're go on from here. But it's interesting that Jerome made this point about the European car industry and how it can't really be an industry that produces the commodity items, Mm. you know, the mass-produced cars. It's Mm. got to do the more interesting specialist things, the more
0: advanced things. Is that good news for the Fiat uh, organisation or bad news? Are they just going to be able to survive off Ferrari alone and cars will be built in China? I wonder. I mean, mean, that's who he's talking about, really. Yeah, who knows?
2: Uh, I I don't know, but it's it's interesting to see what somebody who is part of the industry is saying about it in that sense. there's been other electric car
0: news. That's, that's was, been on our mind. Yeah, um, I, I, this is exactly what I wanted to talk to you about. Jaguar rocked. Paris, I believe, in the way that Paris hasn't been rocked since I was since there with Plastic Bertrand was yeah. doing his, uh, his last reunion tour. Miming, apparently. Did you hear that? Plastic Bertrand mime to a single, though it was not him. Did you hear that? That came out recently. Sorry about Dear, that. Dear, I did. That's how didn't know. Let me just get. I forget what it's called. Is it the CX75? Uh, CX75, yeah. Right. Jaguar at Paris showed this extraordinary looking thing that looks like. am holding the picture up now so I can describe it in the best possible terms. It looks like someone took the XJ220 of the 80s and gave it some steroids, gave it some lightweight, put it on a crash diet as well. It's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. If you're looking at it from the rear
2: yeah. sort of, and above, there's a touch of Aston Martin about the back of it, I think, and the window in particular, the rear window.
0: But um, this is one of the first cars that follow something that we've... Said ourselves on this program that a really efficient way to do a modern, cleanish car is to have electric motors driven by batteries which are charged by. Rather than the conventional reciprocating engine, whether a wankel or a gas turbine, because yeah. look how efficient they yeah. can be. Turbine engines, yeah.
2: At last, the auto industry has caught up with <laughs> on speed and is listening to our advice. We are getting. And well done, to We you commend Joe. you. We commend yeah. you for building the car. We've been telling you to build for years. It's true but no, though. No, yeah? there's a bit of truth. Will it there work? Is. Well, it's a concept. Will it it work? is a concept car. I mean, well, let's hope they put it into production. Although the fact that it's a concept car means that it's just as likely that the ideas that are in that car are going to end up on something like that or a bunch of other Jaguars but I'm sure we'll see that stuff on the road because I think we're surely going to see a lot of different approaches to drivetrain technology over That's the next where few we're years. at in the moment be, yeah. Yeah, that
0: transitional period where there are a number of solutions, it's like the early days of motoring where, oh yeah. no, no we'll have a chiller and with the throttle will be controlled by your ear you know, <laughs> Eventually we settled on you know three pedals, one on the right, the go on. And the middle one was the start one, and that's where round
2: steering wheel and running it on petrol. You did, uh, yeah, on yeah. It. you know, uh, it could have been steam, could have been electricity. It uh, turned out to be gas. So,
0: I'm going to draw a schematic diagram for you now to visualise in your head the history of the motor car. Looks like the roots of a tree. Lots of different systems coming together to form a trunk. And then that trunk grew and it got to the Green Age where we diversified bifurcation of every single strand, creating this array of loads (laughs) of different technologies which not even we understand. But I tell you what, I've got a great idea for that Jaguar, though. If they ever do manufacture that, a limited version of that jet-powered Jaguar should be called the uh, SEPCAT Model really, you know, like the, yeah, the SAPCAT. Well, it was a strictly speaking, a ground attack aircraft. But I tell you what, this is a bit of a, a ground attack it's, Jaguar, it's, isn't it? No, yeah. well,
2: it, it? It's a fantastic, sleek looking thing. We love the look of it, and yeah, let's hope they build it. And let's hope it works. As the designer of the new CX 75 mm-hmm. gas turbine hybrid Jaguar, yeah. uh, perhaps you can explain to us. How are you going to overcome the problems of building a practical car using what is really a uh, very complex
0: technology? Well, that's a very good question. But basically, it's very straightforward. Um, it's probably best if I demonstrate, what, while I explain. Uh, the power, as you quite rightly said, comes from the gas turbine, which you can hear is spinning up to speed now. However, in order to control the flow of the jet exhaust and to make sure that we get the most out of this, we're not using just one big gas turbine but four little jet engines. And what this does is, on the, the obvious problems of the we have, the manager
3: of like this, and it's sort of a giving the system
0: a built-in redundancy as well. And a very high level of efficiency. You're just using the engine noise to cover the fact that you don't really know how to do this, aren't you? Oh, buggery neck. They've rumbled us. Quick, lads,
1: run! Gareth Jones
0: I realised that October was going to be a very busy month for me in terms of having to be in various places around the country. So I organised a car to do three specific trips. One car which would be perfect for these three specific trips. And what I organised was the new Audi A8. Okay, yeah, versatile vehicle. Yeah, big. Luxo Barge, the biggest Audi there is at the moment. It was delivered with the 4.2 litre FSI direct injection V8 petrol engine, which is nice. Yeah, it, Nice. A yeah, Bit of a giveaway there, wasn't it? There was still <laughs> petrol heads, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. And it is very nice. It makes the same noise I tweeted this, I was so impressed with it. It makes the same noise as the mattresses on Squall Shellus Zeta.
2: Uh, okay, uh, yeah. yeah uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. What did they, what, what was the, what was the thing with the
0: mattresses on? I, I, they said "voon." G- okay, yeah. <laughs> sentient mattresses on the planet Squanchellus Zeta or near it say "voon." Right, yeah, and that's exactly what this thing said "voon." It really Lovely. did. Made a good noise. Made a good noise. So how was that? Because I mean, you know, uh, I, I love
2: a, uh, I do, I do like a nice Audi. Mm. Audi do put their cars together awfully well, but it's a. Big old sucker
0: that. It's it's, it's about five meters long. I've written it down somewhere. It's just shy of. I know it's five point one three meters long. Very very long car. It's an enormous wheelbase of three meters as well. Hmm. But one of the things this car does particularly well is to hide its bulk. Mm. It does that in a number of different ways, mostly because it's made of the right stuff. It's made of aluminium. And when you've got a car that big, there are huge gains to be made yeah. from using a light material a light metal rather than a heavy metal like steel. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we believe in racing, which we do, then this yeah. is this is the answer build it light. Yeah, add lightness, as Colin Jackman did. Can change the laws of physics? You know. So if you compare it with the Lexus LS600H. Which I had a couple of years ago, right? This Audi weighs just over 1,800 kilos, right? Mm. 1,830 kilos. What does the Lexus weigh? Do you know?
2: Uh, okay, well, I'm going to guess... Partly because I'm going I'm to say... You can I'm guess say at 2, home 000, as well. I'm going to say, say yeah.
0: 2,000 kilos dead. I'm going to say a nice oh. round two tonnes. Well, 2,300 kilos, 2.3 tonnes. Really? Because it's a hybrid, it's got all those batteries on board and stuff. Yeah. Okay, yes. And it's engineered so yeah, yeah, yeah. like a Mercedes yeah. rather than an Audi, slab sided heavy metal steel, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a p- lot of weight. It's a lot of weight. But what that does is give you a very refined, smooth, luxury barge. It has inertia with that kind of mass. Mm. Mm-hmm. It will continue. A body will remain at rest or travelling in the way it did, yeah. you know, unless something affects it. You know, inertia will allow that thing just to smooth its way out. Whereas the Audi. Wasn't that luxury barge I was expecting? The three trips I did. The first one was uh, out to Heathrow to pick someone up from the airport. That's mm. what you use Audi A8s for, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. They have a nice sort of you know, nice black limo type. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now this was sort of graphite, but almost black, beautiful colour. So yeah, I went out and wafted someone in who'd come from the other side of the world, and uh, he was duly impressed with the airy quality of it and the smooth ride. But it wasn't mm-hmm. as smooth as it could be. Mm. And then I thought, I'll take this car to its roots, right. I've got a Kent, like right, commuter belt stuff. Because if you're mm. going to spend 50 grand on a car, you probably need to live in Kent or in the home counties where you've got loads of money.
2: You want to sort of maybe, I don't know, check out a couple of golf clubs, perhaps. Exactly. Sort of to try the
0: car park, see if you've got any admiring glances in the car park of the local golf club. So how do know. you say that the boot of this car is big enough to get two complete sets of golf clubs in, you know? The manufacturers keep saying
2: this, it turns out again, and it depresses me every time I hear it, just because... <laughs> I just don't care about golf. And the last thing I want my car to be designed to do is to accommodate a sort of God, golf. It's wrong. So, no, right. I don't yeah. care. So, so, so anyway, well, I, it so matters I, to some people.
0: So I drove down to Kent, had this awful journey where the Blackwell Tunnel was closed, and I had to go right the way around London, onto the awful M25. Again, home territory for the A8. But then picked up the A21, which took me to, I think they call it the Low-Wheeled, the Kent's Low-Wheeled. And this car came alive. Hmm. At this point, I was experimenting with the adaptive air suspension. It's got, you know, comfort setting, uh, dynamic, auto. uh, And, oh yeah, the comfort didn't really stop it from banging. It was still banging Hmm. a bit. Hmm. Big wheels, I think, 21-inch wheels. But when it was in dynamic and I was on the A21... It was astounding, and this is a function of its light weight. It changed direction like it shouldn't do, and I think this was achieved by the Quattro Drive Train. Mm. That, you know, it has a, a differential front and rear, if you like, which, when you're doing a left-hand turn, will accelerate the outer wheels a bit more and retard the inner wheels. That car tucks in for something that's got the wheelbase of a Queen Mary, you know, those things that they used to use to carry bits of aircraft uh, in the... Well, they were called Queen Marys, weren't they? In the Second World War, when... They used to transport bits of Spitfires around on the back. It was called the Queen Mary, I think, that trailer. Sort of a geodesic metal frame. Right, OK. It's that's as long as, as one will. of those. Yeah. But really turns in surprisingly well. So uh, that was the Kent test. Well, yeah,
2: good four-wheel drive train and lighter weight. Yeah, that's going to give you much better... Yeah, it worked. It turn in road it holding, and all this. really,
0: things. really worked. I mean, it's always that moment where, you know, you have a car delivered to the house and you drive away, you get to the first corner and you turn in and it goes, wow! And that's the point at which you notice it. And it did something it really shouldn't have done. I know I've been driving big, wallowy cars, tall cars recently, mm. but this thing turns in like, almost like a sports car. Really? So, in summary, for a luxury Barge, it does a very good impression of a sports car. How responsive is it to your changing
2: the suspension settings there? This is one of the things that I could be very different about the current generation of cars to cars of, say, 25 years ago is the ability with software, with what you're doing in electronics, to really change the way the car behaves by tweaking what's happening in the suspension and the dampers. We
0: are used to be able to configure our desktops, our mobile screens, you know, to customize the appliances that we use now using a menu system Hmm. to make it our own and the fact that we can do so much with software on cars these days and stuff like adaptive air suspension you know you can completely configure it. it yeah its character went from being oh that's quite a good sporting saloon to be. by gum that's a very 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 good sports car <laughs> I, really there's four, five people in this car you know very capable of oh, you're still there yeah, <laughs> yeah didn't yeah, notice that I, I think you like
2: the second mode more yeah, I certainly did yeah, there, I really yeah.
0: did yeah and then I took it up to Sheffield do you know why because it's made of halluminium yeah. Went uh, up to Sheffield, did the whole motorway thing with this adaptive cruise control that it has, you know. But this is the best yet. I've, I've driven cars previously with adaptive cruise control that have been good, but this is better than ever. It's got a camera, and it measures where the cars are moving. It can read their indicators. So when someone changes lane, rather than slam on the anchors, it gives you a little bit of warning. It's adaptive. It, it, mm. it, and, oh, God, lighting. It's got these ridiculous LED lights at the front that like, I don't... Care for them? They look like over heavy mascara. But interior, it's got these LED strips that are, ah, oh, they're like the interior of a 1930s Art Deco cinema. The, uh, it's really lovely. I like this walnut brown leather. It, it didn't. It won me over this car. Oh. My initial reaction was, oh, it's not a luxury barge. But actually, if mm. I want a luxury barge, I can get one of those. If I want a big sports car. This is it, man. It mm. truly, truly is. Other stuff I'm going oh. to talk about. Violet, I can, I can uh, hear yes, Violet the, typing over there. The you
2: pour the important verdict now.
0: Yeah, the definitive line. You travelled, uh, what did you do, 400 miles with me in that car or something?
1: Yeah, yeah? in the back yeah. and in the passenger in the fr- seat, yeah? in the front, yes.
0: But not strapped to the bonnet at any not point. Not strapped to right? the bonnet. Did you like it?
1: Yes, it was a normal car. <laughs>
2: Now, and, and that is high praise coming from you. That's, that's, that's,
0: uh, that's not damning it with f- faint
1: praise. No, that, precisely. You're wasn't...
0: not a car geek.
2: No. What,
0: what do you mean? Has it got a smiley face?
1: There was nothing about it that you wanted to complain about.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I should say more, really. It was very comfortable. You didn't
0: think it was Thumpy Bumpy?
1: No, did you?
0: Yeah, for something that's supposed to be a look-show barge, it isn't. I've said that enough times. Yeah.
1: To be brutally honest... My attention was mostly taken up with the massage function of the passenger
2: (laughs) chair. Oh yeah, I can see how that could be distracting. And that kind
1: of makes you not evaluate the rest of the car, but just sort of concentrate on the strange tapping that's going up and down your spine. It's more. It's more than that. Someone
0: wasn't trapped in the boot. <laughs> I, you could have got two people in the booth but, but you're right. The massage function. So, if, if you can imagine this, both the front seats in the car have this oh, function, close the front, you're the back and the it, car, it's sorry. not just. It's not just like I'll demonstrate right on Zog now. Okay, it's not that Zog.
2: Okay, you're it's giving me the that. kind of gentle tapping yeah. uh, massage yeah. now. Which this is recognize. what it is. Okay, that's a bit more kneading. That's kind of sort of taking your knuckles and giving a sl- slight rotation as you're sort of. But it's a slightly hard. It's almost a. It, 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 it's <coughs> sort of. Yeah, hitting hitting? It's light hitting,
0: I was hitting. describing it as. One of the functions, because there are five different massages you can have, is called knocking. Oh, yeah. That was my favourite. There's wave, there was stretch. Uh, it didn't make me any trouble. That wasn't wave that or stretch. One. No, no, that no. was knocking. That was and knocking. It, and it yeah, does go up like and knocking. down the back, and it really is quite distracting. It was great, I loved it. It, it
1: was yeah, distracting. But, I really enjoyed it. And at first, I thought, well, you know, actually, this is a bit silly. Why do you need to be sitting in the passenger seat of a yeah, car?
2: It's a car, for God's sake. Why is it giving me a massage?
1: But then. <laughs> I realised it was blindingly obviously when you thought about it. If you're sitting in the passenger seat of that car, you need a massage to help you relax when the driver it's starts Gareth to Jones. really, yeah, <laughs> really push it to the limit. Okay. <laughs> right, you okay. really do need it. And I found it helped. Oh, re- okay. really? Yeah, you
0: you kept that very yeah, quiet, it was lovely.
1: You were yeah. like, file up. You seem very distant. (laughs) Yes, I'm not looking at the speedo, and I'm having a massage, (laughs) and I'm trying not to think about the fact that you're telling me that you're not actually in control of this car, and it's slowing down of its own accord. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. And now I'm having the massage. Yeah, that was the
0: adaptive cruise. That was was not not me. Not that I wasn't in control of the car. The car was in control of itself. Think of it as another level of
1: control. (laughs) Think
0: of it like that. So a car that I can drive quickly, right? That gives actually it gave 27 miles the gallon, which I think is really good for something like that, for a petrol car. A petrol car are not dead, you know. Yeah. You know, 27 miles to gallon, get all the kids in and granddad and all the stuff that we need for a wedding and that I can drive very quickly and you are perfectly happy with it. I found the perfect yeah. Gareth Jones on Speed Family car. The end.
2: Hey Oh, finding that with two kids in the back Train them up. I reckon you can get those kids trained up as masseuses. No,
1: you don't have to train them up. On most cars, you feel them humming the back of your seat with <laughs> their anyway. right, true, yeah. And it's not
0: the same as having No, It's wheelchair. not the same. <laughs> You've been listening to Violet Berlin. Uh,
1: what do I have to say now? <laughs> 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 You've
0: to uh, goodbye. 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 Okay, or uh, uh, yes. Zog, goodbye. And me, Gareth Jones. We'll be back with Richard for the next Gareth Jones on Speed. Ta da.
1: To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site or follow us on Twitter, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed! Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by (laughs) Whizbang.